Garrett. Dunkett. The shackles are closing in. The walls are moving closer to you as we speak. We're looking no. at the countdown on the wall. No, that's about increasing. It's about to be, you're about to be a big married boy. Oh no. Oh, what do you think about that? Yeah, um, what do you think about that, big guy? Finally get to be a mister? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I thought you were talking about <laughs> something else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that. So what do you, uh, you know, you're, you're moving closer and closer to the date, Garrett. Do you think you're ready for it? Do you really know everything there is to know about your beautiful uh, fiancé, Kat? Well, I, I, I sure Does hope so. Does it make so. you feel uncomfortable when I call your fiancé beautiful? When I say no, no, you beautiful, think, beautiful woman. You think she's just beautiful, right? Beautiful. Yeah, I think she's beautiful. She's, yeah. she's so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, you're really beautiful. This you're the always... most beautiful <laughs> being. Oh, Definitely, I just most... want to make sure you're okay I with really that. You know? No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Definitely the most beautiful fiance you've ever had. So yeah, yeah. As long as you guys let me hang out with you whenever, whenever you're both in town together, that's, yeah, that's you totally know? fine with me. I will let you tag along. <laughs> So, do you, do, you, do you know everything there is to know about your fiancé, Garrett? Oh, I sure hope so. I mean, I, I can definitely list her favorite restaurants. Let's see, Olive Garden, Dance Hamburgers. <laughs> Olive Garden. Is that real? <laughs> Garrett, yes. so, I want to know, does she that, like the Zupa Toscana, or does she like the Minestrone, or what's her favorite soup at the Olive Garden? We just, the breadsticks. We just go for the breadsticks and salad combo. Just the breadsticks yeah. and salad combo, Seven ninety nine combo. No, I, I I I do have photographic evidence of this. This is not part of the bit. I will I will post it onto this. Uh, yes, this I page. want I want to see big that. Olive Garden fan. Big I like Olive, that. Yeah. Well, hey man, I'm I'm excited for you because you're eventually going to be really good at the game that we played today. But um, yes, uh, you know. Uh, before we get into that, we got to introduce the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Roll and Move, the Internet's podcast where we take a look at some of the uh, some of the so the weirdest. <laughs> maybe, maybe dare I say, bad board games that have ever been developed. Dare and, you uh, say? I, I, I know, I know. How dare I do it? But I just did. And I am your first co-host, one of the creators of Rough Draft Games, Thomas Jungerberg, and with me here, as always, is Garrett Lively, a proud contributor to the world's highest-rated podcast, Roll and Move. Is it the world's highest-rated podcast? We're, we got five stars, right? We're, we're at least tied. We're at least tied. <laughs> we're tied. We're tied. And also, also here with us is. Jeff Lee, why can't a square peg go in a round hole if you really think about it? I, if you know if it's a small enough square, <laughs> exactly. it definitely could. Nobody, nobody's ever said that they're not the same size. So you're like one of the. You're, I feel like you're really good at those lateral thinking puzzles. I just, uh, <laughs> listen, man, it's all mind power. I think you guys are all weak. So that if you just try hard enough, you just I mean, I don't understand why people struggle with Sudoku. I can do it if it's a blank. I just fill it in all in my. <laughs> You just write it in myself. Put a one, put a one I here. just take all the stickers off the Rubik's Cube. And That's why you like that. Uh, put them back. I can see why you like Mario Maker, Garrett. Uh, <laughs> uh, why man. is this well, so hard for everybody? The, the reason the reason we're giving Garrett a hard time about his upcoming wedding day is uh, is because we're playing a game that I think was pretty clearly inspired by the, the very popular newlywed game. We're going to be talking about both, but uh, today we're playing a game called Compatibility. And uh, when you first pulled this out, Garrett, I thought it was. I thought it was very much in the same vein as those weird psychology games that we've played before. Yeah, yeah, like, I can see you know that. the ones yeah. that are like they're they're intended for troubled youths in order to get <laughs> the root of their uh, deep seated emotional problems. Yeah, I thought that that's just this had the feel of that very calming color palette on this game, but I don't think it is. I think it's a little bit more popular than that. You want to tell I, us a little I, bit about well, it? Well, I, I think so. I think you're right. I think you have your own emotional scars from the goodbye game, which which we don't need to get into today. But yes, uh, the compatibility game today. Uh, in that, yeah, I, I can see where you 
come from that. It, it definitely has almost like a Rorschach test feeling where you're, you're just trying to give meaning to these pictures where maybe there is none. Maybe there is some. Um, but not, not, not quite, not quite as deep as a Rorschach, I guess, because they're, these are actual pictures. They are stock photos. They're not just ink blobs. Uh, right. but the compatibility game, it is, I guess from Mattel, uh, released in 1996. It's got a nice, just plain blue box. Um, in fact, many people online have called it just a, a terrible box. They don't, they don't like it, but you know, you got, the, you got the, you got the classics on the back. You got a nice family enjoying their game. Moving the pieces around, having a great time with huge exaggerated smiles. Wait, it's a it's a family and not like uh, it, it, it's it's adults. I, I apologize. It's a, it's a group of adults. Oh, okay, I was gonna say why. I don't know if how I feel about. I don't know how I feel about the Sex. younger siblings in the family. <laughs> Inappropriate. No, uh, continue. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, and basically the the object of the game is to pair up into groups uh, and match, be a match with your partner, uh, whether or not that is romantically uh, partnerized or if it's just you know your buddy. You're just trying yeah. to see. You're just trying to get to the bottom of who's the most compatible pair here in the room mm-hmm. tonight, and uh, that right. is what the compatibility game is. Right. So your the general idea of it is that you are given a word like disappointment or something like that, and you're just trying <laughs> to match up the images on the card, right? So you see if you're on the same wavelength, so sure. to speak. Which which makes us think it's sort of like the newlywed game, which is a much more popular version to anyone who doesn't necessarily dig into board games as much as we do. Yeah, and if, it, now, if for some reason you're not aware of the newlywed game, it's, you know, obviously a pair or a newlywed or whatever, they get together and they answer questions and they try to match the same open-ended questions. The difference here is that the cards are kind of set out for people. So, you know, they're kind of mad-libbed, if you will. Right. Uh, did you guys ever watch the newlywed game? No. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know what it I, is. but I've, yeah. I've seen those, like, YouTube clips of, like, you know, funniest game show moments of all time or dumbest game show answers of all time, but sit, sitting down and watching the newlywed game, no, I've, never, still I've never seen an episode. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't a big fan of those like top ten uh like game show moments until we watched the deal or no deal one where the guy <laughs> lost seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They're always too greedy on deal or don't deal. No uh, deal. Always that's, too that's what we were saying. That's what we were saying last week. But um that's okay. We're 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 looking at the newlywed game today and I found some interesting stuff for you guys. Uh, so this, this show came out in 1966 and it was a hit and there's been a lot of iterations over the years, right? It seems like every 10 years they come out with a new version of the new Leewood game. They, they update it. I think the last one was in 1997 and 1998. So we're definitely due for a new one. Uh, but one of the (laughs) things that's very notable about the show is the, and I'm quoting, uh, several articles that I've, I've found here <laughs> yeah uh several articles where they hold say, on, hold on. before you go on we're do, as you say we're due for a new a new iteration of the newlywed game who, who do you want to see cast as the host who, who's going to make you the most comfortable talking about your sex your your brand new sex life that you've just embarked your upon brand new your, sex life your, someone yeah. someone who i fully trust mm-hmm. behind the wheel the of don this game show the don <laughs> i think the don would be great it like say he doesn't win the election again you know, political yeah. opinions aside, and he's like, yeah. I just want to go right back into reality TV. And he's like, I, I, this I is wouldn't great. be surprised at all. I think I, the person who I would trust to do the new newlywed game, I would trust, uh, I'd trust Bill Clinton more than I would, uh, <laughs> than, <laughs> than I would Donald Trump. <laughs> if we're just sticking to presidential candidates. Bill would be awesome. I think Bill would yeah. be awesome. I think, uh, would you be, would it be better if Hillary co-hosted? 
<laughs> I think mean, she's just silent the entire time, glaring. Oh man, that'd be that'd be pretty funny. That'd be pretty funny. I would I would yeah. probably watch that. I don't think you can go wrong picking a former president to be the uh, the. I, you can take take any of them. I think Obama any, would be pretty funny too. Any game show host? Any game show host? Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah. Um, but the the thing that the newlywed game is known for is uh, the copious amounts of divorces that have resulted from <laughs> the newlywed game. This is this is according to the to uh, the Wikipedia. It says that the show became famous for the for some of the arguments that couples had over incorrect answers in the form of mistaken predictions. And according to, there's a couple articles that I found on, uh, one on like HuffPost, it's a terrible interview, but uh, she's interviewing this woman who's very grateful that she got divorced after playing the newlywed game, which uh, prompted the, uh, the the next, the proceedings. And then there's uh, a bunch of other, like, you know, if you go to some of the tabloid magazines as like, you know, the, you know, game show contestants that, their relationships ended in a fiery, uh, a fiery demise after appearing on on TV. But the point is, is that this game has led to a lot of arguments. If you're not on, the, the stakes are high. If you are not on the same wavelength, then things can go downhill fast for your relationship. <laughs> if uh, that's a big, that's deal. excellent. That's a that's a great. That's a great statistic. Just discovery, yeah. Yeah, so that's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. In uh, fact, hopefully this doesn't spell doom for the Roll and Move podcast because according to that's, I, don't know. I, I wonder I don't if it's know. causation, you know, or correlation or whatever. But yeah, like people knew how many newlyweds are like, we be, we need to be on that show and they're out of dirty laundry <laughs> right now. Like, I, I feel like that's the way that everyone starts off with like the newlywed game is they're like, oh, we'd be so good on that show. And then yeah. it was it, it never goes that well. I, in fact, I, I sort of played the newlywed game the other night. Uh, I was at a friend's Ooh. birthday party and uh, there were it, it was uh, mostly a bunch of girls over there and. There was a couple of people who were in uh, committed relationships. I was there with Allison, and then, like, uh, two other groups were there. And uh, the host of the party was like, oh, we should do, like, this newlywed thing, all right? And <laughs> this is the way that she pitched it. She was super drunk. But she was like, both of you say the first thing that came into your head when you first saw each other, all right? And you're going to say it the count of three. Oh. <laughs> One, two, and then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. If, if we do that, then we're going to be saying different words. Like, are you trying to, like, how do we win? She's like, well, the person wins if it matches. And I'm like, but. But I saw him. Say, like, when I saw him. <laughs> she saw me. She yeah. saw me. And we're, we're thinking, like, two topics. different things. Yeah. Yeah. And they did not get it, though. And I would not recommend them to be. <laughs> not, not game show hosts nor president. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, to our credit. We we started off a little rocky, but uh, you know after three rounds, in sync. Um, man, yeah. I mean, in sync. As a as a as a, I guess polygamous, uh, group that we are, where the three of us are in this committed relationship together, we 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 were in yeah. sync, and we man, we mm-hmm. after round three, didn't miss a, didn't miss a single one. Didn't miss no. a single, not, not a us. Single in fact, one. I will say that even from the very beginning, I was sharing uh, three card picks with Jeff every time. That's pretty so, good. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. good. So, uh, let's let's go into the details of uh, this game, how it works, and more specifically, Garrett, why don't you tell us a little bit about about the box? What? And then is in what's in the box? What's in the box? There you All go. All right, <clears throat> compatibility game, 1996, Mattel Incorporated. Open it up. Like I said, rather boring box, according to the online community from the from the outside, but 
on the inside, we got some stuff, okay? And the, the stuff's not too bad. We have six uh, player pieces, I believe, here. And uh, these are interesting. So I want you to, everyone, just close your eyes. Imagine, if you will, you you have cut out um, a folded piece of paper into the shape of little stick men. Um, and then you unfurl that paper and you, you, you pull your hands apart and you have these folded stick men. Those are your player pieces, okay? And uh, they have an interesting little hitch on the bottom of each of their bases where you can link them together. And uh, basically the, the point of this is so you can choose your player piece color and uh, choose your partner and you just link them together. And your two little, your two little paper stick guys are, uh, are there linked together. These are, these are decent quality. You know, they're plastic. Yeah. They look like the stick figures in the Blair Witch Project gave me the creeps. I didn't like it. If you're, if you're Tom, you're spooked. Uh, we have a board with a nice uh, pleather uh, backing to it, and then pleather, you know, huh? just a nice, yeah, just a, a sticker overlay. Um, pretty boring board, if I'm if I'm being quite honest. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. got numbered spaces that go in a spiral, and basically just you move around those spaces with the aforementioned pawns. And then uh, the meat of the game, we have uh, a few different decks. Six of them are identical, with the exception of their back, their back, the color, the back color of the cards so we have red blue green yellow purple we have another deck of cards which are basically the category cards and so the way the category cards work is you draw one and you roll a single die whatever number comes up on the die that's the uh, corresponding topic that comes up so uh oh one other thing in the box and this is a rough draft games first a roll and move first inside my box was a two-year limited warranty uh, on on all pieces uh materials and workmanship for for the for the game for two years so i, I think it's expired considering my <laughs> mind was opened uh, yeah but you just ago, opened it right? i opened it a little while ago but this had clearly been used before <sighs> unfortunately um we should ring them up anyways yeah right uh so these uh these decks of cards like i said the meat of the game these uh, different colored backs cards. Like I said, they're, the six decks are all identical and it's just separated by the color so you can give it to uh, each individual player. Uh, but inside is 54 unique images on every single card. Um, and unique to the deck, however, each deck is, like I said, identical. So everybody has the same 54 images in their deck of cards. And so basically, the way you play is, is on your turn, you roll, you roll a die and you draw the the uh, theme or the uh, the object, the category card, and whatever number it is. So, like Tom said earlier, one of them was uh, was it dissatisfaction or, or disappointment? Disappointment, sorry. And then, depending on what number you're on on the board, you lay out that many cards. So, say you're on number five on the board, you lay out five cards, and you are trying to match your partner's five cards. So you go out. You say, all right, uh, disappointment. Okay, well, let's see here. There's a, a boy and a girl kissing. That makes me pretty disappointed. Ooh. I'm going to put that card down. Mad. Uh, we have a little devil here. I'm always disappointed in the devil. Um, let's see here. We have a dolphin. I'm disappointed in the Miami Dolphins this year. Let's put that yeah. down. Um, and then maybe some kids' artwork, and they didn't do a very good job, so you're disappointed in your child. You throw that down. So, so, so whatever <laughs> whatever value you ascribe to these images, you know, in your own personal life, you're, you're you're basically trying to say, what do I think is disappointing to me, and what is more importantly, what does my partner also think is disappointing to me? And so, uh, one of the pros of this game 
is that everybody is doing this, you know, so if, at the same time. So if you have six players, they're all doing it at the same time. So, so you know, Tom, Tom and Jeff are a partner, and then maybe me and Kat are a partner. And so everybody's playing at the same time, and I'm just worried about what Kat's getting, and Kat's just worried about what I'm getting, and then Jeff and Tom are just worried about each other. So that's a nice nice aspect of party games that a lot of people don't have, is, is, uh, is you have these kind of breaks sometimes where people aren't competing. So it's a, it's a nice touch by this game. But, uh, yeah. Um, did I miss anything there on the uh, the basics of the game? That's, that's No, nope, no, that works out great. Um, did you talk about how the different amounts of cards? Oh, no. To... No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, like I said, you pick... So, say you pick five cards. You're going to arrange those in order from what you think has the strongest association to what you think has the weakest association. And your partner's going to do the exact same thing. Sort and then confidence level, mm-hmm, yeah. Right. So, maybe with disappointment, I am... Most disappointed in premarital sex, so I'm putting that one first. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty disappointed in my child's drawing, but you know, it's it's not the end of the world. They're only in preschool, so hopefully they'll get They're only there. fifteen. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put that. I'll put that as that's the least disappointing to me of these things. Finger but. painting at fifteen, Jeff. That is, uh, <laughs> no, that is so mad. So so uh, my partner does the same, and then we reveal in that order, both of us at the same time. And so basically the scoring works, and this is also the movement, so this isn't technically a roll-and-move game. Uh, the scoring works is if you have the same card, so if we both pick the finger-painting card, for example, you get two points. However, if they are in the same position, so if we both rank, both rank them as the weakest correlation between disappointment and uh, and the the weakest of the disappointing categories, um, we get three points instead of two. So you get you get the additional point. And then out of those five cards, however many points total you can get, up to I guess fifteen in this case, you move forward that many spaces. So if you match two cards but they're not in the same space, you get four points and you move forward four four spaces. However, if you match one and then one is not matched, you know you get five, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, that's how you how you move forward throughout the game. The first person to reach the finish line is the winner, um, and that's uh, that's ba- the basics of the game. It's just repeated repeatedly going through those same processes with different categories, choosing different cards, but always with your partner and trying to link up with them, remaining compatible. One would think that us playing this over a webcam or on the internet, this would take a very long time. But I can assure you all that we were actually through this game pretty fast, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, we we have, we sort of have a tendency to find any uh, any sort of loophole in these <laughs> games that we can't exploit, and then exploiting it as much as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in fact, it only taught it only took us uh, two rounds to figure out what Garrett was going to be doing. So the first first <laughs> round, we got disappointment, right? Yeah, and we're going through the cards, and Jeff and I are giving it our best. Uh, I think we wound up choosing a picture of. Uh, like a happy, a happy couple, mm-hmm. a guy uh, who'd just been fired. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I chose a red card, and you know, like soccer, you're just sure you got a red card. That's always just like we picked some funny ones. Picked the White House. Yeah. We picked the word sex. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, I, I managed to line up uh, one of those with Garrett, so I was able to go forward once, and I was just I immediately vocalized my concern about how long the game was going to take. Yeah. But Garrett. Just told me to trust him. Trust. And I said, okay. I will I will trust and we will keep pushing forward. Trust. And then the second time that we put down the cards, we noticed a little commonality. Garrett was putting down the exact same order of cards hey, man. every single That's time. That's how he feels. 
I didn't I didn't tell you I was gonna do that. You you noticed and through sheer I mean, who's to say that giant and a couple uh, a young teenage couple kissing, taking their right. clothes off. You mean I mean I I see the correlation, don't you? Pretty don't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I see that you could definitely go in that direction mentally if you wanted to. But this I think this started <laughs> this started a larger question of what is like the one word answer that you could come to an agreement with, <laughs> with your partner if you're playing the newlywed game that would ensure a victory. Yeah. If it's like no matter what the question is, always we're just it. gonna we're always gonna say Rosie. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, what's your couple's favorite? What's your what's your significant your significant other's favorite color? Rosie. 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 Okay. Favorite actress? Uh, okay. The actress Rosie. you'd be most worried about your significant other seeing in a film after you had just made Whoopi. Rosie. Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> so, like okay. that that spawned its own in entirely different conversation. But um, yeah, I, I think the newlyweds game probably had the uh, it's common on the internet and in, in forums and stuff where they just have the overarching rule: don't be a douchebag or don't be don't be a uh, was it the the dick dick hat rule? I think it's the dick hat rule common on many forums where oh, yeah. where the moderator reserves the right to make a snap judgment and be like, no, that's breaking the rules. You're being a dick hat. Uh, dickhead. So I, I I think probably you had that you had that um that out in the Newlyweds game where you're like all right you guys are clearly just putting the same answer every single time and this has yeah. no correlation to to and plus you know editing they can just cut out whatever is not interesting yeah so I I think they had that benefit but the, the problem with board games is you don't get that you have to you just have to play by the rules and Live. you have to expect your players to to ascribe to that now you as the player have some tr- control I mean. Um, for example, Cat won't play a lot of games with me because I tend to <laughs> <laughs> I tend to find strategies like this where I'm just like, hey man, it's in, I'm playing I by the rules. It's in here. I'm playing tell by me, the rules. Tell me where in here. Tell it me says what I'm doing do wrong. This. Yeah, tell it's me. Sort of, it's sort of like our friend Teddy. Teddy w- would always have the whenever we're playing a fighting game or whenever the newest Smash Brothers would come out back when we were in high school or college. I don't know how, but he would always find <laughs> in, within minutes. He would find a character and a series of moves that's only like one or two unbeatable. steps long. And it's just like, this is all I have to do, and now I can win now. Yeah. And it's just that's it's a certain mind that's able to find these exploits and get a sinister joy out of exploiting. <laughs> Teddy's but, a low uh, kick kind of guy, right? In Tekken he's, or yeah, Street he's, Fighter. He's a low kick kind of guy. It's that's that's all you need ah, sometimes low kick. in order to get how about the job another low kick. One more look. <laughs> so yeah. one thing. Go ahead, Gary. Oh, I was just saying. I, I feel a little bad because I'm, I'm I'm definitely not playing the game in the spirit of the game. Um, however, I, I I do think you know you do have to judge games by what is the rules are given, what are given in the rules. Sorry, and uh, a lot of times I think we judge games based on the rules and how they're written. And if 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 they didn't find this loophole, then I'm gonna exploit it. So I mean. Yeah, it's not the spirit of the game, but you know, I'm gonna. It's the spirit I, I, of I, I'm yeah, I'm competitive and I want to win, and uh, that's the best way to win is just pick the same cards and my partner catches on. I, I didn't table talk, I didn't cheat, I didn't tell anybody I was gonna do it. You, you picked up on it, and uh, we moved right. forward. Yeah, it's a victimless crime. It's <laughs> it's part of good game design too. I think you notice that like you know, good game designers will obviously be able to test for the edge cases and like eliminate loopholes. Like something easily that they could have done was like. 
they could have had a shuffling set or like a couple different piles where every every different turn was different. So or you just yeah. discard any card that you used in the previous round. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a couple of easy mechanisms that they could have implemented in the game to to kind of eliminate that sort yeah. of behavior and it wouldn't have mm-hmm. changed the flavor of the game that much. So I, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of a kind of a miss on the designer's perspective. You know, I was actually really surprised when we were playing this game that it was produced by Mattel, and I was also surprised by the number of reviews that it had. I thought we were going to be looking at something like a Buck Quest or something like that, that just, Hmm. the quality of the game wasn't exactly, you know, it's got the pleather backing on the board, but from what I can (laughs) see visually, I wasn't too... Pretty good. It wasn't too, it wasn't too (laughs) jaw-dropping. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So I was actually very, very shocked at seeing some of the uh, mm-hmm. some of the amount of, or rather, excuse me, of seeing the amount of online interaction that this game had mm-hmm. going for it. Um, let's let's take a look at some of these reviews because there's actually quite a lot of them. Um, impressively, do you, have any, do you have any? Go ahead. I was just saying, impressively, there's 972 on Board Game Geek, and then mm-hmm. the specific copy that I'm looking on on Amazon. Which is priced at seventy two dollars, by the way. Which I'll, you guys, yeah, we'll get to this at the end of the show. But yeah. if, hit hit me up if you want a copy. I'll I'll sell it for forty five. Uh, <laughs> That's a steal. That is a rough draft steal if I've ever heard one in my entire life. How much did you get it for, Gar? Three dollars. Three dollars. Half price books. But now uh, that we've owned steal. it, it's worth more than ten x. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Got a. It's it's gone through the ringer with us, so that means X. you know it's gonna it's gonna appreciate in value. Rough traffic. Uh, I have a review here from Darth Skeeter, who says that uh, it's a very straightforward game for couples, but it it's only going to be enjoyed best with the right couples, which I think is not us. Uh, <laughs> not us. Yeah. yeah. He says, uh, he says, very simple. Uh, I'm glad our friends brought this one along as I had not heard of it and was stressing to find a good six-player game to bring along. Anyways, I'm not much of a party game person, but I did enjoy this one. Uh, does this feel like a party game to you guys? Yeah, um, I think yeah, so. could be. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like it's. it takes a long time to sort of get through the rounds for a party game for me. I think if, if, this, is, if this is describing itself or trying to feel like a party game yeah because this is in the party game category it's rated 160 in the party game category really? which is pretty high yeah yeah, yeah um, I, I i see both ends of it i i think one of the things like i said earlier that it has going for it is that everyone is playing at the same time and it's not like you have to wait until your turn to go so i, I think that is helpful and I, I think you have to remember in our playthrough thomas we were playing over webcam so i was having to say all right Tom, you look away. Jeff, here's your cards. Tell me what you want. Yeah, we could have picked a little faster. Yeah, so so I, that's true. I, I think there is that component to it, but I, but it's a point well taken. Where yeah, there is there is going to be some maybe some analysis paralysis while you're sitting there and going through. It reminds me of um, playing code names with certain people, where you just mm-hmm. you, if you're trying to think of the perfect clue, you just sit there and wait, and then everybody around the table may just start having side conversations where well, the, the clue master is just sitting there and thinking, he's like, I got to get the perfect clue. Um, right. Yeah, that's, a, the th- that's a great point. Yeah, one of the things they did in that game is they just throw in a timer and they, they kind of gave the uh, the dickhead rule where they're like, if you think someone's taking too long, just flip the timer over and they have until the end of the timer. And so they, they kind of have that little catch-all. Um, but yeah, it's a point well taken where I where I, I totally get where you're coming from where this can... Yeah. Certain aspects of it slow it down so you don't feel like... I think it's really interesting because I, I, I want to know from you guys' perspective, when did games become party games? Like, when did we come up with the genre of party games? Because I feel like the party game subgenre is relatively new and that, like, before games were just... Like, board games were just board games. There wasn't any sort of subgenre of party games. 
So like, mm. and and uh, giving it a pass because this was this was what published in ninety seven or something. Ninety six. Yeah. Ninety six. Yeah. Like, I don't think party games were like a subgenre, so no one was thinking, yeah, we need a quick game to get people rolling and like kind of get everyone in the in the in the feel of playing games. Whereas now in today's age, there are these like. 15 minute games like you know mm-hmm. monopoly deal style versions of monopoly and wh- where people can just kind of jump in and play so i'm kind of curious um what you guys think about uh the you know party game genre in general and how it's yeah I, i'd agree with that to an extent i think um trivial pursuit probably it may not have been the first but it certainly popularized popularized people coming over and playing a playing a game with everybody and you can have as many people as you want and everybody's kind of uh, competing and whether or not you rank that as a party game, I, I think that the point and whether or not it was even called a party game at that point, the point is you have a large group of people mm. and they're all they're all playing a game. Um, but yeah, totally the it is certainly reaching efficiency that is you know on on brand new levels and brand it's a whole nother you know stratosphere right. um, compared yeah. to those. So, but I think that's with gaming in general and I, you know as you said. I, Looking back at '96, we had come a long way since Trivial Pursuit, and I think some of that is, you know, is is, is pretty pretty unforgivable. I mean, I, I mean, if you I look at the Euro the, market, the, go ahead. The evolution of a party game is with Trivial Pursuit. If you brought that out, maybe in the 1980s or 1970s, because um, I recently went and saw a play called the uh, the Odd Couple, uh, that was a play that came out a long time ago, I believe. Um, might have been like the '70s, the '80s, and they were. They were making Trivial Pursuit references back then, and it was sort of treated in the play by the characters as a party game. Oh, we all get together on Wednesday nights and we play Trivial Pursuit. Uh, I think if you did that today, because of sort of how fast and people have gotten with consuming their modes of entertainment or what they prefer to consider something that they can do nice, quick, and easy. Convenience and time have sort of taken an emphasis on today's concept of party games whereas back in the 1970s or 80s um i think i think you might even call games like monopoly a party game or something like that because you're you know you're inviting people over to the house whereas today i think the modern understanding of the moniker uh party game didn't really come around until maybe 2007 or 8 (laughs) <laughs> uh, where I where you can play these games and you're done in 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah, like Code Names is one of those. Decrypto is one of those. Sure. Uh, I it's I I think that this game probably does fall under those categories. Yeah. If you, it, which is really impressive because it was a it came out in 1996, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, where you could get through this game in a matter of 30 minutes, probably if you're not yeah. playing over the internet like we are. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting, like myself out of my criticism. (laughs) It's interesting the difference between like a large party format game versus Mm -hmm. what we consider party games today, which are quick format and maybe could play up to however many people. Like they don't have, they don't necessarily have to play like upwards of ten plus, or usually it's probably around six. But um, it's more so that they're they're like quick paced and fast. So like I think the definitions kind of shifted as well. Like you know you could you could play Monopoly with a ton of people, but you know it's not it's definitely not your fastest game. Valid point. Um, back to the reviews, I, I found one of uh, a gentleman that I believe just would not fit in with us. Uh, oh, yeah. Dearest Brown here. Brown gave this a five stars out of five here on Amazon. He says, fun game, which is totally different with every new partner. I guess this guy's had Oof. 
couple. Couple. Uh, <laughs> couple. A couple people who he failed the newly wet game a couple of times. It apparently like. didn't go too well. They, uh, yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, no two times are alike. There's no such thing as coming up with a normal strategy. You simply have to think like your partner, or you don't. Uh, to see if you're compatible. <laughs> Keyword, or you don't. Solid strategy. <laughs> or you don't. Love it. Family loves it. Great for all ages in our family. 8 to 80. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about this guy. First, he's got some questionable questionable age ranges here for this game. And secondly, I don't know. I don't know about this no normal strategy. Yeah. Um, so, he, he probably would call, call, call me out for not playing in the spirit of the game. I've got one more review that I love, and just because of the quirkiness of it. So, this guy, <laughs> it's Botech KTM. He gave this review a 6.7. Specifically, a 6.7. I didn't even know you can give like a specific rating like that on board mm-hmm. game geek. Uh, my wife got this game. It is fun in groups and couples. It is either all love or some couples get angry because they aren't matching well. And then the last comment that he writes is could go south. <laughs> could go south. <laughs> He's like giving like a, like a war, like a street warning that like, you know, play at your own caution, buddy. Cause you know, yeah. things could go bad. I loved it. You you seriously put the baby for disappointment? And what are you trying to say? You <laughs> don't love our child. To say that I don't. You don't love our child, huh? Yeah. You, <laughs> I can I can easily see. Yeah, it's great. Man, how how this how this could definitely uh, blow up some relationships. We need the newlywed game back. I just want to see. I want to see some meltdowns on air. That's that's really what it's all about. Uh, but uh, since now that we've got to go through a couple of reviews on Board Game Geek and Amazon, uh, who wants to start things off for sort of our perspective? I'll go ahead. Game? I'll go, go ahead, ahead here. Yeah. Um, so interestingly, I wouldn't have hated this game had I played in the quote unquote spirit of the game. You know, I think when at the very the first couple of rounds before Jeff and Tom figured out my strat, I thought there were some funny answers. I think, you know, looking at sex and saying, oh, this is disappointing. And throwing that down there, you know, there's some laughs to be had. And I think, uh, you know, in the reveal stages, there are some genuinely funny moments when you when you pull it up. And I, I think that is the point of the, the game. So I'm going to give it some credit there where I probably normally wouldn't a lot of other games. Um, but again, I, I do need to recognize that the game is breakable and that there is a there is a a best strategy there is an unbeatable not maybe not unbeatable but there is a a uh, optimum strategy that you know in the end you can you can win and you can even you can even go a little deeper and and plan to always be on the five space so you're always getting to pick five cards and uh move forward the 15 spaces um at a time so I, i think there is clearly an optimum strategy that they didn't account for um i think they could have got done a little bit better with the art um, I'm going to give it a bonus point for the two-year limited warranty, and uh, <laughs> that point? is really nice. <laughs> a whole point, Very yeah. nice of them. That's a, that's, really nice. that's, a, that's a solid point. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Th- we've been on a downward spiral here for a while, starting with like um, with uh, Mission Critical Mars. It's been twos and lowers for me. Um, mm. I'm, I'm a bit more positive on this game. I'm gonna give this a a four, I believe. Oh, nice. Ooh, yeah. nice. I'll go next. Very good. Um, so yeah, like echoing all all the sentiments that you mentioned. I think um something that we didn't mention was kind of it had this, in some ways, like a Cards Against Humanity esque feeling where there's like you know preset Mad Lib type cards set out for you and you can kind of pick and choose. Um, but I, I think it worked to the benefit of this game because it was trying to go a, a bit more quick pace versus like something where you would write something down and try to match. And have it be more open-ended um i i did appreciate um you know that there was a lot of humor from and maybe it's just us but like you know like like garrett was saying like 
and playing cards ironically just because you know and in the spirit of the game honestly you know who you're playing with so like my guess was that thomas and i would play cards ironically and in fact we did when we're like you were saying playing disappointment for baby cards or whatever um mm-hmm. the the thing that i didn't like was uh like the board style how like you were saying garrett like there was a way that you know if you had if you had one bad break uh mm-hmm. in your in your first moves or whatever and then you landed on like a, a smaller number of card set like you land on a two number you're kind of stuck for a little while um mm-hmm. and you're already at a disadvantage for the rest of the game i don't really like that where one disadvantage is like permeated throughout the rest of the game if you played perfectly you know so right. it's it's kind of strange in that in that manner um so I thought that was kind of weird, um, and, and obviously we broke. We found a way to break the game, um, which you know I think that's an oversight of, of the game designer. Um, you know, for me, I also think it would have been really cool if, um, like, they they put these pictures out and they're kind of a, to invoke emotion. And this is something that we thought about with All Rise, was uh, like, do we consider doing all one style of card where all we do all pictures, or we do another style of card where it's all words? Like, I don't know what you guys thought about like having a mix of media. Um, yeah. I, I think it worked out decently yeah. well, but like, I, you know, in my opinion, I think it's, it kind of takes away from the thematic aspect of the game. So if it was all, you know, one word liners or like all just visual images, I think that would have been a little bit better. So, um, I, I think similarly, I'm going to give it somewhere in the same range. I'll probably give it like a 3.7. Okay. Um, I, to sort of answer your question, that's probably one of the reasons that I thought this was more of a, uh, a psychological assessment game yeah. was because of the different multitude of uh media art 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 media portrayals on the cards and i was just like whoa this seems like they're really trying to just there it's, it's a lot of abstract asking for these certain emotions which i mm-hmm. thought was very interesting especially since they're asking you to be on the same level yeah. uh psychologically as the person you're playing with i thought that the game was perfectly fine um i didn't think it was anything special i think it's a very quick way to make a board game out of the newlywed game in in a unique enough way where you're almost Rorschaching uh, your responses as opposed to mm-hmm. having to write them down. Mm-hmm. Um, probably keeps things a little bit more organized. Uh, I, I didn't really have a problem with the way that we broke the game. I feel like we broke it in such a way that it, it not only took advantage of the game, but I think it, it sufficiently broke the spirit of the game. So I don't think that that would... I think if you were playing this in an actual community-like setting... I think in the back of your mind, you know that it's probably not going to go over well <laughs> if you choose to put, do- put down the same cards. You're going to get a, a pretty sizable group grown out of that. I can just imagine mm-hmm. Griffin playing, and, Garrett. Yeah, just like, oh, come on. Yeah, you're going to get... Do you want to play like or do you want to play? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to get you're gonna get some community policing from that. So I don't think I can really knock it down too much just because of that exploit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then again, you know, I, I it's not a very fun game to look at. It's it's There's a lot of stock images in there. Right. It's very. There's really nothing stand out about it, and uh, you know, for me, it's going to get a mediocre score. But a mediocre score on this show might be pretty good. Pretty good. I'm going to give it a four point five. Nice. Sorry, what was that? Four point five. Four point five. Four point five. Love it. Yes. And uh, what does that put us at, Gare? Uh, this brings the Rough Draft Boys average to not only the um, probably the most accurate rough draft average we've had in a while uh it is not undefined which i'm very happy about after last week uh we are at a 4.07 um okay we are we are actually a little bit lower on this than board game geek but I, but i feel okay about this one we're, we're at a 4.07 board game geek 6.5 so we're about two and a half points off here 
That's huge. 6.5 is like, you got to think of Board Game Geek as sort of like IMDb scale, yeah. mm-hmm. where like you're, if you're watching a six or a seven, you're going you're gonna to have a good time at the theater. Yeah. 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 And I, and I think we, you know, also with the amount of reviews on this game, and you mentioned that it had reached what, 160 on the party game scale there. Uh, th- there is a pretty good normalization here. It's not, you know, sometimes we see like all tens and all ones, especially on Amazon. It's like only tens and one or, you know, fives and ones here. Here there's a, there's a good smattering of sixes, sevens, eights, fives. There's a nice bell right. curve going on. Yeah. yeah. You know, you you're mostly on the sixes, a little bit more on the sevens and fives. Yeah. And then it just sort of, it delineates from there. And, and I, um, and I think with this one on the difference, I can, I can say, as opposed to other games, I, I can understand it. Like I can understand why people rated this at, at about a six and a half, you know, it, they probably had fun and for what it's intended to do, I, I think for the most part it hit. So do you want to do the honors gear of writing the official rough draft games review? I have it pulled up. If you don't, uh, you do it, go ahead. Uh, let's, right. uh, let's, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I do let's not do have this. it pulled All up. Right. Played this game with my husband <laughs> and husband's husband during the holidays he played the sex card for the disappointment prompt hold on hold on hold on before before you get into that i, I would like a nice all caps warning if you're triggered by the word and then put in quotes sex okay. warning yeah because we don't want anyone we don't no. want anyone to we see this no it's coming sort of get thrown for a little gotta warning a, gotta have a trigger if warning you are triggered uh, played this game with my husband during the holidays. He played the sex card for the disappointment prompt. Needless to say, Christmas was ruined. <laughs> Fine game, though. <laughs> Otherwise, 8 out of 10. Post it. Mailed in. And it is posted. It is decreed. Can't take it back. Oh, man. Oh, edit button. All right, well, if you guys would like to see and go read our comment, maybe you can uh, exchange a little back and forth with us on Board Game Geek. You can head over there to the page on the compatibility game and check that out. Or if you would like to reach out to us on Twitter, maybe you would like to uh, talk to us about what word you would use during the newlywed game to sort of uh, really rake in the high scores uh, with your with your loved one or your significant other. You can hit us up on Twitter at Rough Draft Games. Love it. Uh, if we're gonna just go do a little silent auction for the compatibility game, we'll start the bids off at forty dollars. Uh, submit your bid, <laughs> roughdraftgames at gmail.com. Just send it in with the uh, subject for Garrett's eyes only. And lastly, if you feel like you're more compatible with some of the other games that we reviewed, come check out our uh, website, roughdraftgames.com, where we have thematic posts which talk about some games like what you would eat, what you would do with those games, and how you might um, make yourself compatible for those games as well. Check out other episodes of Roll and Move, and also see if you'd like our game All Rise and see if you'd be compatible playing that game as well. A party game, if you will. A party game. A true party game. A true party game. And lastly, we'd like to thank those of you who've gone on to iTunes and given us five stars. We really appreciate all the feedback that we get from you guys. It helps us grow the show and grow the community. And uh, if you haven't done so yet, what are you doing? You got to get on that. You got to help out your boys. We would greatly appreciate it. It's the highest rated podcast of all time. Highest rated. Asterisk tide. Please don't ruin that for us. <laughs> five stars only. Only five stars allowed. Well, well. anyway, Garrett, um, uh, we, we don't have any updates as far as the lawsuit goes, right? They're not going to force us to take the podcast. We have not received this. Right? We have not received the C&D yet, but uh, guys, everybody tune in next week. Two minutes, two seconds. We'll, uh, we'll be back on Roll and Move. Same bad time, same bad chance.